Listen, I just want to tell you how encouraged I am and how thankful I am for the opportunity to be here and really how humbled I am. Um, as Steve said, I, I was born in Buffalo, New York. I uh, lived there until about middle school, moved to the Charlotte area, um, really became a Christian in my senior year of high school. And ever since then, God has had me on this journey that is just this incredible journey incredible journey. My first um, dealings with Pennsylvania, I guess you would say, is my grandparents used to live or did live in Pennsylvania, but they lived about three hours south of here. Now, I'm going to ask you your geography. Does anybody know where Defiance, Pennsylvania is? Nobody. Anybody know where Six Mile Run is? So, they have several people that know where that's at. Um, Defiant Six Mile Run, Rulesburg, my parents are from there. Um, they came there, um, they lived there. Uh, I used to come summers and spend summers down there. By the way, it is just south of Altoona. You probably all know where that is. Um, so I used to come there, it, and it is kind of like, in a real way, coming back to where my grandparents were. Very similar area than this is. So. Uh, I always enjoyed coming back. My first connection with Praise Fellowship was April of 2018. April of 2018, there was three people. It was Rick, Sadiq, and Henry who came to a conference that we have called the Reach Gathering. And so the Reach Gathering is there, and it really teaches people and trains people how to use sports as an outreach tool, as a bridge to your community. So I met them there, um, started meeting with him, came, was invited to come here in January of 2019. By the way, Steve alluded to this, uh, the cold weather and all. Um, I might as well confess, it is the only time I ever preached in long underwear. It, it was cold. Uh, it was cold. So um, today is warm compared to what that was. I was here three nights. It snowed all three nights. Um, so it was like, wow, I'm back. I'm back in the north again for sure. So my connection starts there. When I came here in January, I really came to cast vision for what sports outreach looks like and what sports outreach can do. So as I did that, I preached in the morning, I met with the congregation, question and answers in the afternoon, and from there I went and uh, met with the elders and we kept uh, discussing this idea of sports outreach. So when we were discussing this idea of sports outreach, man, it seemed like things just ramped up. And when I say ramped up, it was the end of 2019 in the snow when this building was built. I remember the pictures that Steve kept sending me, and I'm thinking, man, it's getting late in the year. It's getting late in the year. Uh, but they got this building up called The Hub. So listen, why am I here back here today? Well, I'm back here today really for one reason. And for that reason is uh, to celebrate what God is doing and what God has done through The Hub. So when I talk about that, I've pastored for 25 years. I did North Carolina, South Carolina, as Steve said, I was in Connecticut, pastored there. And then 
I've been working with an organization called Seed Sports for the last eight and a half years. I'm a full-time missionary on staff with Seed Sports, and I have the privilege of going around and really explaining and helping and mentoring and coaching um, people, sports ministers, pastors, on the tool of sports as an outreach tool. And listen, I can tell you stories all around the country. I can tell you stories um, about how God uses sports to really connect and to serve the community that the church is in. But I want to tell you this. Um, you have something unique here. You do. And I hope you understand how unique it is. I very seldom get the opportunity to see something from its vision to its building and then over time how it's impacted the community. John is only one of those stories. John and his family. And then get to come back and celebrate. So, so I want to be honest with you. Um, I didn't sleep very good on Thursday night because I knew I was coming here Friday. My wife told me before I went to bed, she said, you're not going to sleep are you tonight. I said, probably not. I didn't sleep good, but here's the reason why. I get to witness from really the other side, from the inside, from the beginning to the end, what God does in connecting people to churches and what I've seen Praise Fellowship do here in connecting people to churches, or to this church. So let's talk a little bit about really the purpose and the idea of what the hub is all about. So listen, we talk about the hub, we talked about, I met with uh, three members of the church. Um, 2019, you started, a, I was back here to cast vision. And by the way, um, I told this to Steve, uh, I've seen what sports ministry does around the world. I came here all excited about what God could do. But in the midst of that, I left and on my way home I said, I hope I didn't oversell it. I hope I didn't go beyond what God wanted to do. And to be honest with you, I didn't go as far as God wanted to go. I didn't see everything that God wanted to do. And listen, we still don't see it today, what God wants to do and everything he wants to do in this place. He's doing some amazing things and going to do some amazing things beyond that. I was supposed to be back here in March 2020, had my plane ticket, and COVID hit. Guess what? I didn't make it here. And then over the summer, Steve and I had been talking about Hey, we want you to come back. We look at this date. I didn't have, wasn't open on that date. Can we do this date? That date didn't work for me. And I thought I wasn't going to have the opportunity to come back. And then they called me, what, a month ago or so and said, hey, listen, we're going to have our last service, I believe, of the year in the hub. Uh, we want to do a celebration service of the hub. And I said, I'm in. Count me in. So I want to tell you with just deep heart, joy, and excitement, I'm here today. I get to see your faces, some of them again, but I also get to see new faces who've come here really because of one reason. 
because they connected with the hub. John didn't even know what the hub was. John didn't know anything about Praise Fellowship. John just knew he was coming to an umpire's certification class. Little did he know, over a year later, he would be up here speaking about the impact that Praise Fellowship and the hub has had on his life and the life of his family. By the way, I'll tell you, yesterday I met John for the first time, and guess what John was doing? Cooking chickens. I come here this morning, guess what John's doing? Cooking chickens. So I had heard John and a little bit about his story, so um, Steve said, hey listen, John's out there. I, so I immediately walked out and shook his hand and said, listen, I, I just heard a little bit about your story about how you connected to Praise Fellowship. And immediately, the one thing that he got excited about, he didn't tell me about the chickens he was cooking. He didn't tell me about the cornhole that was going on and I observed later in the day. He didn't tell me any of that sin. This is what he told me. You wouldn't believe the change in my kids. And I thought to myself, now that's a God story. That's something that God is doing. And like it did then, it's done to me right now. It gives me goosebumps. It gives me incredible goosebumps. But let me tell you, what is the purpose of the hub? So as we talked about the purpose of the hub, and as I met with Steve for quite a long time as through this process, and he talked about what was going on, and he talked about the building process and everything that was going on there. Um, as we go through that, we kept coming back to the purpose of what the hub is. Listen, I tell any church anywhere in the country any size, any demographics, that listen, sports and recreation can be a bridge to your community. And so as we talked about that bridge, um, Steve started talking about different things, started talking about how he was going to use it, he's going to talk about all of these things, and guess what? COVID hits. Oh man, COVID hits. Now what? You built a building, it's resurrected, COVID hits. Everything shut down. But little, little did we know. Little did Steve know. Little did the congregation of Praise Fellowship know. COVID actually helped Praise Fellowship connect with the community and to accelerate that connection. Celebrate that bridge. And here's some of the ways it did it. You know everything around closed, right? Everything closed. I mean, schools closed, gyms closed, YMCA's closed, everything closed, didn't it? But guess what stayed open? The hub. And so all of a sudden, Steve's overwhelmed with people that want to come to the hub and to use the hub. So here's just a few things, and I'm going to leave a lot of them out, I'm sure, but here's just a few things that happened during COVID to connect Praise Fellowship to the community. Listen, there's been, as we talked about, John talking about uh, cornhole, Steve talking about walking out here in the winter and people are playing corn, cornhole here. There's been basketball leagues. Matter of fact, this afternoon there'll be a girls basketball league, then in the evening there'll be another boys basketball league, and this place will be full of kids. There has been graduations that have been here. 
there have been proms that have been here. There have been uh, award ceremonies for the Boy Scouts that have been here over and over and over again. Umpire certifications that have been here. It is constantly being used to connect Praise Fellowship to Warren, to Russell, and to areas beyond that. Why? Because of a building, right? But more importantly, because of a building that is open to the community and welcoming to the community. I could ask you today, but I won't. I'm sure there are other people, and I actually know of a couple that were here yesterday for um, Coach's Breakfast. Um, who are here because of no other reason but because of the hub. There's people that have been here. There's been 20, 25 people who have visited here because they've been to the hub. There have been thousands of people in this community since the day this building has been open that, by the way, would have never been here if it weren't for the hub. John said, I didn't even know it existed. He didn't know about the hub. He didn't know about Praise Fellowship. He didn't know what, why? Because, hey, listen, he just hadn't been exposed to what God was doing here and what now God is doing through this building. So listen, there is so much to give God praise for. So much. So much that God has done. And by the way, COVID was a tragedy, a tragic thing and still is. I have a friend, 78, who died last week of COVID. I have a, uh, a friend of mine who his, uh, one of his sons, 40, died last week of COVID. It's been a tragic thing. But listen, God has used that, I believe, to make people open and honest about who they are, about eternity, about spiritual things. And also open, no matter where I talk to. Listen, I'll talk to churches in New York. I'll talk to churches in uh, California. I'll talk to churches in Texas, in Florida, in Georgia, uh, in Indiana, all over the place. And what COVID did was it accelerated. And listen, people had record numbers in their sports and recreation ministries because God opened the door to them in miraculous ways. So listen, in the midst of all the tragedy, God's done, still done some great things. And by the way, is still doing some great things. So listen, I, I want to talk today just real quickly on really just some things that God is, is doing and has done. By the way, you're familiar with the passage in Luke. Some of you are, I'm sure, in 23 where there's that great banquet feast and nobody's coming and he sends his servants out to get more people and still nobody comes and then he says for them to go out to the hedges and the highways and compel them to come do you know what this is a picture of it's a picture of God bringing them right here on your doorstep instead of going to the highways and byways the highways and byways are being brought right to your door and because of that you have an incredible opportunity to impact lives. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 is a passage that uh, many of you are familiar with, I'm sure. 
Uh, but Ephesians, pastor, uh, um, Ephesians chapter 3 is a passage that really talks about giving thanks. It talks about giving thanks for all the things God is doing and has done. And by the way, the things that are well beyond our thoughts and our imagination. So let's look at that passage for a moment together. Ephesians chapter 3. In verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church of Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Forever and ever. Amen. Paul there is really talking about this idea of giving God praise giving God praise. And when he does that, he's doing some specific things. Uh, the verses right above us tell us what he's given thanks for. Verse 18. May you, may we be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, the width, the length, the depth, the height. Um, and listen, I'm not sure we'll ever understand all of that but then he says in verse 19 to know the love of Christ which passes all knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God so for a few minutes this morning I, I just want to talk about the opportunity you have here in the hub one to give God praise but really to share that love that Jesus has for all of us I told you I grew up in New York, have some connections to Pennsylvania, have lived in uh, Charlotte area for most of my life. I pastored for four years in the Connecticut area, then back to the Charlotte area. And by the way, that is where I consider home. But listen, I come here and people say, you're not from around here. I pastored in connection. They say, you're not from around here. I go back down there. They say, you're not from around here. So. As uh, Steve said, I probably am a nomad. You know, I'm just drifting all around. So um, when I grew up, there was a sense, real sense of emptiness in my life. There was a sense of lack of purpose in my life. There was really some hurt and some pain in my life. Um, that listen, I tried like many of you here have tried to fill. Tried to fill it with all kinds of things. Listen, I even tried to fill it with sports. But here's the thing. As somebody who's too slow to really be a good sports or too small to be a play on the line or anything, I wasn't very good at either. Uh, I wasn't very good at any sport in particular. Um, so I didn't find my significance there. I didn't find my worth there. Listen, I didn't find a real family there. I didn't find significance in my life there. I didn't find fulfillment in anything that I had tried. Listen, when I was in high school, my only desire was this. Listen, I was pretty good in mechanics. I wanted to get a diesel mechanics degree. From there, I wanted to get a business degree. And I was just going to own my own business, going to be successful. And that was going to give me fulfillment and joy. My senior year of high school, I became friends with a name, a man named Tommy. Tommy befriended me. Tommy took time with me. Tommy, we went to the beach together. We did all kinds of things. Tommy knew I wasn't 
a believer. I wasn't a follower of Jesus. But because of Tommy and his love and acceptance for me, I started listening to what he was saying about the gospel. I started listening to what he was saying about Jesus and my acceptance in him. I started hearing about grace. Listen, it took me a while, but God broke my heart. And then my senior season, I became a Christian and a follower for Jesus. And because of that, my life changed in ways I would have never thought. Not, not just that I, by the way, um, when I was in high school, I was so shy that I would skip class when there was supposed to be a public message. We were supposed to give a report. Or when I went to college, I was supposed to do some music things and lead music. Man, I would skip those. Because I just hated that kind of thing. By the way, the last thing I ever thought of or intended to become was a preacher. God had other ideas. But listen, my life changed more than in the trajectory of where I was going. But my life changed in the depths of my life because I had somebody who cared enough for me to number one, build a relationship with me, number two, to share the gospel with me, and then to walk on with me when I became a follower of Jesus. So we look at those verses at the beginning there. The, he tells us that we, in verse 19 of chapter 3, that we may become, be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the depth, the length, the height, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Let me tell you, this is an incredible space. It's an incredible building. God's done some incredible things. God's done some very unique things here. I'll be honest, I've never seen, in all the churches I've worked with, God connect a church with a community as rapidly, as deeply, and as far as the hub has. And listen, there's a lot of reasons for that. Obviously, COVID extended that. There's also this idea that you have a great visionary who leads this. Listen, I'll tell you, Steve would tell me sometimes some of the things he was going to do, and I would think to myself, okay, I've never seen that done. Okay, if that's what God wants you to do. And I would go away from conversation thinking, he takes risks. Wow. He's bold. Wow, he has a vision for this that is really beyond my vision. So what you have here is quite unique. The amount of people who have come through here from the beginning is that. But listen, it's not about the recreation. It's not about those things that go on here. It's not even about the art classes that have been in here. It's not even about... Uh, um, Boy Scout things have been here. It's not about graduations and about proms. It's about this idea of using it to connect people, not just to Praise Fellowship, but to Jesus himself, that we might know the depth, the length, the height of the love of God 
for all of us. Listen, there's some in here right now, I'm sure that... What is he talking about? What do you mean it gives you joy? What do you mean it gives you purpose? What do you mean, does it mean that it really gives you a peace? Listen, I would go to bed. Now this is just me, maybe none of you are this way. I would go to bed in high school and I would think to myself, what have I done good today versus bad? And listen, you can always think more. You can always exaggerate in your own mind, can't you? And then I'd be able to go to sleep and think, oh, if I died, that's good. Listen, that's not what God says in his word. He says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us are sinners. All of us, because of that sin, are doomed to an eternity of death without God, separation from God. But the transforming thing in my life was God used a relationship. By the way, you want to know what you can do to help the hub? You know what you can do to be a part of the hub? First thing is just show up. Second thing is build relationships. And listen, you can build relationships about anything. I told you about the way the Lord transformed my life that I just didn't want to. I was the kid in the background. I didn't want to talk to anybody. God can transform your life in this way. My kids now say, listen, you can know everybody by just standing in the Lowe's line to get supplies. And they shake their head. But listen, the reason for that is God can transform your life in ways you never thought. But the most important thing he can transform is the direction of your life. And listen, if he's changed that direction already, don't you want to share that love, the depth, the length, the width, the height? Don't you want to share that with the people that come here? Don't you want to share that with people in your community? Don't you want to share that with others around? And listen, when you do, God's given you the perfect place to do that. There's more work to be done. There's more lives to be changed. There's more people to join Praise Fellowship through this ministry here called The Hub. There's more families to be reconciled because they've been in contact with you and they've been in contact with you because of the hub here. So listen, my encouragement is to you. All you have to do is come up to Steve and say, hey, how can I help? I guarantee you, you'll have places to serve and places to help. But listen, just show up. Whether it's on a night when they have cornhole here in January. Now, I'm not coming, but you can join or whether they're having basketball this afternoon. Here's the thing that I think people in churches don't know. Until they've come to experience it. You can hear Steve talk about this. You can hear me talk about it. You can hear John talk about it. You can hear others that have been involved in it here. But unless you come to experience it and to see it firsthand, You'll not understand the open door that God's giving you to the community to share the love of Jesus Christ. 
to share the fulfillment that there is in him to share the transformation that can happen in a heart and life because they meet Jesus Christ for the first time as Lord and Savior. So, my encouragement to you is this. This is just the beginning. This is only the tip of the iceberg. Now, it's beyond what I could ask or have thought a few years ago. But that just tells me that there's so much more beyond we can think, we can ask, we can imagine that God wants to do through the hub, through Praise Fellowship, and through the people that are here. And so listen, I want to encourage you, first of all, to pray for the hub, pray for Steve, pray for the church, pray for those who will be here today for girls basketball, those who will be here this evening for boys basketball, and those who will be here on a regular basis year after year after year. God's only just begun. But that verse and that passage doesn't really stop there. He says, now to him is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask according to the power that is within what us he wants you to be a part of what god is doing here in some way he may be leading you to be a part of what is here listen everybody sitting here today can be a part if nothing else and listen i'm not saying that is a low thing but if it's no more than regularly praying for the people who show up here. So listen, I want to close just with this. God is an awesome God. God is a God who, when I first met him back in 1981, I had no idea what the depth, the length, or the height of his love is for me. And you know, I still don't comprehend all of that today. I just see more and more of it unfolding. So I want you to rejoice in, if you're a believer here, what God's done for you. If you're not, I want you to ask somebody, Steve or AJ or other staff members that are here at the church how can I experience that love of God and then you ask how can I be helping God do his work through the hub so let me close this in prayer father I thank you again for it is a celebration it's not a celebration about what three men didn't come into reach it's not a celebration of what Steve has done through there. It's not a celebration of the contra contractor who is in this church who oversaw the building of this. It's not a celebration of John and his cornhole tournaments that are here or anybody that runs a league, but it's a celebration of what God has done, what God is doing, and what God wants to do beyond our expectations. And how he wants to do that through sharing the love of Jesus Christ. 
in this place. And Lord, if there's someone here today who has never experienced that joy, that love, that acceptance unconditionally of Jesus, I pray that today would be the day. And the Lord, they're today to be the day that they would come forward. God, there's people here that may have been visiting for a while that you might want them to plug in and be a part of this fellowship. God, I pray that, that would, today would be the day. Lord, whatever it is that you want to do here today, we pray that you do all that you want to do in our hearts and our lives. We pray that we're obedient to you. And Lord, we ask this in your name. Amen. All right, we are going to be dismissed, but you've been sitting here all this time smelling that chicken, so guess what the next is? It's chicken. Listen again, thank you for allowing me to hear. Thank you, Steve, for inviting me. Did you want to do it? Dismissed, but you've been sitting here all this time smelling that chicken.